and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you weekdays, 10am UK time. I'm joined this morning by Charlie. How do you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad. It's a really nice day today. So it's it's and on a Friday, you, you can't really get much better. Where I am anyway, it's nice. Yeah, it's so not, I don't know what I was gonna say it's not <laughs> it's not great. It's very <laughs> cloudy out here. I'm just gonna check I'm hoping that it's gonna I'm hoping that it's gonna clear up in a little bit, but uh it's been very it's to be fair, the weather's been absolutely gorgeous the last few days. So it's always yeah, gonna come to an end. But yeah, it's saying it should be sunny later. So we'll keep well, we're meant up to be having, uh, the cloud burns off. We're meant to be having about 25 degrees this weekend, I think. I think the uh, kind of like heat warning's gone off and oh, like really? for this weekend, apparently. Yeah. Very so interesting. Oh, yeah. 26 to. degrees on Saturday and Sunday. That's Celsius, by the way, guys, for those that are joining us. <laughs> where you use some very strange uh, Fahrenheit to work in. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Zero is freezing point. 100 is boiling point. That's how it works. Yeah, it's the same with me, mate. Honestly, I don't get it. Um, let's uh, let's crack on and get conversations. Believe it or not, this is an Arsenal podcast, um, and we're here to talk about our transfers. Of course, we'll kick off with uh, Caicedo. Um, suggestions are, of course, that Arsenal are set to return with a seventy-five million pound package bid, according to London World, regarding. Um, you know, the the idea that we're going in with a very similar package to what we went with in January. I've seen Andy Naylor of the um uh of the Athletic suggest that it's gonna cost significantly more, and Sam Dean of the Telegraph as well reporting it's gonna cost significantly more than that 70 million pound price tag. What do you think is gonna be going on with the Caicedo situation? I think it's good that we're going in with 75 million because obviously that's what we kind of went for or around about what we went for in January that got rejected and obviously half a season on you'd expect maybe a f- five million pounds less than what they were wanting maybe actually all right with it being half a season uh, along the line so I think that's a good starting point for us if we're to actually give Brighton an offer of 75 million pounds it's a lot of money isn't it you can't you can't deny that so Obviously, Brighton have got, I think they just got 35 million for Alexis McAllister from Liverpool, 75 million on top of that. That's 110 million. That's not too bad in terms of Brighton. That they, They're definitely going to be able to re- uh, recruit for the, for, the Euro- uh, for the European season that they're going to have next season. So they can't really be complaining with the amount of money that they're getting for those two. I, I think that's in my opinion. I think that that would actually be very good business for Brighton. I can understand why they're wanting more because Caicedo is a very important role. He, he plays a very important role for Brighton. You can't deny that he played amazingly against Arsenal. I've seen him every so often other than that. And I think, yeah, as I say, that's a good starting point for us. With, with Arsenal, I think everyone knows that we don't straight away go in with what the with what teams are asking for, with with say Declan Rice with Caicedo. I don't think we did it with Douglas Louise in, in January either. We kind of like went a little bit lower, saw where they kind of like where their given point was, and then we'd kind of work from there, would negotiate. And I'm yeah, I think that's a good start, what we're gonna do now. You can't really go wrong with doing something so similar to what we've already been doing, especially as I say, with it being six months or whatever down the line. Um yeah, 75 million is a lot, especially when we're thinking of 90, 92 million pounds for Declan Rice. Obviously, we're saying I think the Cronkies are giving us 200 million this summer. So that's almost all of that gone. Obviously, we are wanting 
some outgoings like Balogun. I think you and uh, Umar spoke about it yesterday. I'm not 100% sure how much. I think it's around the £40 million mark. Uh, we'll speak about it later, but obviously Giorgino and uh, possibly Pepe. Just the car, the outgoings will obviously help us with our with the with the amount of money that we'd put into transfers. But seventy five million and ninety odd million for Declan Rice straight away off the bat is obviously a massive, massive dent in that. So it's obviously difficult to figure out what Arsenal wants. And you, it for me, it seems like Caicedo and Declan Rice are the two kind of main transfers and priorities that we're looking for this season. Arteta's clearly trying to figure something out in midfield to kind of restructure. Um, as I've said many times already, it seems like Arteta's trying to see what he can do with the back line as well, trying to bring Caicedo into the right back kind of position if that's going to be, if we are going to be able to sign him, hopefully for this amount. Um, so I can't, I, yeah, as I say, I can't really complain with that amount of money. I, I think I said, I think I said in January, me personally, I think eighty million above is actually quite. It, it's quite a lot for Caicedo, especially. I think it's his. I think it's his first season this season in the Premier League. So that's a lot of money for one season of uh, kind of experience in the league. It's a lot to ask for. So with Declan Rice, obviously he's got a year left on his contract, but he has bundles of experience. He's just won the Conference League as well, so he's got that European kind of. Uh, experience as well but Caicedo it's difficult because he's only got that one year of experience so 75 million pounds to continue playing in the Premier League at a different club is obviously a lot to ask for and so is a and so is more than 75 million pounds so it's a difficult one for me in terms of um in terms of how much we'd spend on him but obviously that's how much Brighton value him for I can see why they do it as I said he's a very important player to them he's quite integral to their kind of core at Brighton. He can play midfield, he can play at right back. He's kind of all over the place, isn't he? So it's I can see why they value him at that much, but it's also difficult to see the fact that they've that they value him at, as you say, possibly significantly more than the 75 million package that we're willing to offer with that amount of experience that amount of experience in the Premier League. I'd love him at the club, don't get me wrong. But with one year in the Premier League, it's it's difficult. It is a difficult kind of situation, I think. Yeah, it is. I, I, it's tough, I think, when you look at, the, yeah, as you said, you know, he's been in the Premier League for just over a year. Um, and he was brought in for, you know, sub, I think, five million quid, something like that. And all of a sudden, he's now worth nearly double, uh, oh. sorry, nearly 20 times, you know, that, that price. It, and it's difficult to kind of sit there and justify it in some ways. I saw a tweet that kind of talked about how Rice is the type of sign you make for that £100 million price tag, whereas Caicedo is the type of sign you make if you can get it done for about 50 to £60 because he's a great kind of, I think the terminology used was like a Swiss Army knife type player that you right, know can yeah. come in and emphasise, can do lots of jobs, do loads of things. Um, you know, he's covered at right back for Bright and he's started and done really well in midfield. He can play slightly further forward when he does for Ecuador. You know, he gives you so much quality in a lot of different positions. Um, and I, the thing is that I think that he has at 21, he's showing such a good level of, of performance and output and the potential there is so clear that 
I'm not sure Arsenal can afford to allow Chelsea or Liverpool to get their hands on him in some ways. And that if Arsenal can this season, after getting Champions League football, which is what he wants, with both Liverpool and Chelsea not in the Champions League this season, it's a summer where I'm not sure they can afford to not get try and get hold of him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think if it costs us 80 million quid and Rice is going to cost us just under 100 million, which, you know, I, I always maintain that I wanted to try and avoid going into treble figures. Yeah for Declan Rice. And it seems that there's potential for that um, with suggestions that a £92 million deal could be enough to get it done. That's not confirmed, but certainly there's plenty of outlets suggesting that that could be potentially uh, an agreement with Arsenal's first bid expected to be just over, and we've reported that ourselves, just over £90 million. So hopefully that's the case. And then if you can get Caicedo for, say, 80 or closer between 80 and 90 all of a sudden you've avoided going over that 200 million pound spend on two players. You've avoided a triple million pound figure for both for either player, which, you know, some degree lowers the expectation. There's still going to be expectation, but you know, you think about Grealish, that 100 million, you think about even Anthony on hundred million euros, because he was brought from abroad, had that 100 million, you know, thing, Mudrick, you know, another one. If you can avoid that, from an English perspective, buying from within the league, you get, you know, you don't have the 100 million euro uh, tagline as you would if you brought from uh, bought from abroad, I suppose. But it's still going to be really interesting to see if Arsenal do go for both and do end up really pushing for both if they're, you know, I've always said to, for Edu to turn around and say that he's, he's not failed this window, one of those two had to come in. I'm, I'm hopeful that at least one of them will, especially with the Rice news that we're seeing consistently. Um, Regarding outgoings, there's some interesting news. Sticking with midfield as well, Lazio, according to Gazeta dello Sport, are interested in signing Jorginho. Um, Arsenal are said to want close to what they paid, if not all of what they paid just six months ago, which was 10 million plus 2 million in add-ons to Chelsea. What do you make of this one? I can see why there is interest and I could see why Jorginho wants to leave, especially with all of this interest coming from Caicedo and coming from Declan Rice as well. There's it's a lot to kind of think about in George, from Jorginho's perspective. Obviously, we've we've got Partey as well. So I know that Jorginho has kind of been stepping in instead of Partey over the last few weeks in the Premier League. But with that amount of players in that kind of role in... The, the role that Jorginho would play and the role that possibly Shaka would have played. And we've seen Jorginho or or Partey kind of like move up into that Shaka role. It's difficult for to kind of to think about where Arteta would fit them in. They would just fall down the pecking order more and more and more. And I think that I'm guessing that that's where that interest has come from. We know that Jorginho can actually be a very good player. He's got a lot of experience. He's one of the more calm-headed players in the in the changing room that I think we praised over a few weeks. We, I think with the amount of experience that he's had, I think he's helped Arsenal. I know that we've obviously, we obviously fell at that last hurdle, but I think kind of picking us up from that, I think I, I would have thought that he, he kind of had a big part to play in that because as I say, he's, he's a very level headed player and he's been here before he's been in that situation before. And he's obviously won the champions league. Lazio, I'm sure, want that in their team, especially with the possibility of Milinkovic-Savic going out. There's been lots of links with him. I know that, I mean, there's even been links to Arsenal, but I know that there's been lots of links with Milinkovic-Savic uh, going out, uh, departing uh, Lazio. So you would only expect them to bring someone else in. And with his experience in, in the Serie A as well from Napoli, 
it would only complement Lazio a lot. And I think I I think the price tag that Arsenal wanted to let him go for, I think I'd be I'd be happy with that if we we're able to kind of to allow him to go for that amount of money, especially with him only being at the club for six months. I think if if the price tag significantly dropped, I think that's where we'd start to ask questions because he has only been with us for six months. I, I think personally, he's actually proven himself again uh, at Chelsea. Many of their fans and, and me personally was thinking he's rubbish. He's been rubbish at Chelsea, but he seemed to prove himself again and again in an Arsenal shirt. Maybe there was a couple of situations where he was caught in the middle of nowhere. He he was caught lacking. He 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 pushed up a little bit too high. But that there wasn't many kind of opportunity. There wasn't that many points in Arsenal's mm. play where that actually happened. He was a very consistent player in an Arsenal shirt, I think. And I I had been praising him a lot. I think in the games that I'd seen him, that he'd started over partakers with how well Partey had been playing, I was like, is Jorginho really going to kind of um, to replace him? And when he did, he actually shone. And I think with Lazio bringing him in, that's only going to complement them. And I, I would only want around the kind of price tag that we got him for, around the £10 million mark. We know that he, I think he's over 30, is he 33, something like that? So something like that. Hold on, let me have a look. Jorginho, 31. 31, right. Even so, um, I think that'd be a good kind of price for Arsenal to get for him with how much we paid for him in January, don't forget. So, yeah. uh, And as we spoke about just a second ago, these outgoings are going to help us with the transfers that are going to be coming in. We're wanting to get some money to kind of brick to expand our expenditure and the only way that that's going to happen is by getting these departures going with with Tierney with possibly Jorginho it's only going to br- kind of bring that up a little bit more with these things happening and I think that would be a good I, I don't want to see him go, go because as I say he's been a very consistent player in an Arsenal shirt he's still got time left left on his contract uh, because of the amount that we paid for him I, I'm me personally, I'd be more than happy to see his contract to let his contract kind of like run out, and and then he'd go after that because then he'd he'd kind of see his Arsenal career just to its full potential, if you know what I mean. And I think that would be a good me personally. I think that would be a good way forward for Arsenal. But as I said at the start, with the the possibility of Declan Rice and Caicedo coming in. It's difficult to see where Jorginho would fit in and he would fall down the pecking order. So I could only see the fact that he'd be a little bit unhappy at the club, especially if Partey gets back to his full potential, like he was at the start to like, well, that we saw through the kind of the main part of the season. I don't think Jorginho would really be able to fit in. I think he's a good kind of back up for someone that would sit on the bench and then come on later on in the game or if someone gets injured then he can replace them but I don't know whether Jorginho would want that I mean when he came in in January we were thinking that he was only going to be sitting on the bench and be a replacement for Partey if Partey got injured and obviously we saw that where Jorginho came in when Partey might have had a tweak or or his form kind of started to deteriorate deteriorate 
And I would like him to stay at the club, but if a bid comes around the ten million pound mark, I don't I don't think Arsenal could reject that because that's what we kind of got for him in January. I think that'd be good business for Arsenal. We've kind of got his um what's the word I'm looking for? We well, we got his services for, for the six months. We paid ten million plus two million pounds on add-ons. We've essentially just paid two million pounds for his services in the six months, and he's been and he's actually performed at quite a high level in this in an Arsenal shirt. And I think we'd have got the money at we'd have got our money's worth if there if Lazio do bid around the ten million pound mark. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the Jorginho for me, the, there is no benefit to get ten million now for Jorginho. Like there's there's just none for me. I, I don't see what 10 million is going to change in our plans. I don't see, for me, Jorginho is, is a, a quality midfielder. Um, mm. I think that he's a player that has started for us in games against the likes of Newcastle, uh, against the likes of Chelsea. You know, this season we've we've won both those games and uh, he was good in both of those games. And I think that what midfielder are you going to sign for 10 million quid that's going to give you more Jorginho has given us? It's true. So... I think that if you're adding Rice, you're adding Caicedo, you're going into the Champions League, you want to battle across four trophies next season. Jorginho being in the squad is, is a quality piece of the of that puzzle, which yeah. is why, again, I was so frustrated about the, the amount of um, pushback that that deal got in January. Because in, in my mind, I never saw that Jorginho deal that we did in January as one that would stop us from going for any midfielder in the future. You know, it was a, it was an addition to reinforce, and that's what I've said for a long time: is that Arsenal need to reinforce the squad, and and you know, not worry about necessarily replacing players. Like we don't need to move a player on to bring a player in. Yes, Jack is leaving, but we've brought Jorginho in. You could argue that that's the replacement for Jacka there, and then you can add Rice and Caicedo into things as well, and then reinforce the squad. So, I'd much rather keep. Um, much rather keep Jorginho, add Rice and add Caicedo and. Yeah, we've done it really well. Agreed. Um, in the chat box, yeah, Carlos has totally agree on this. And yeah, Penny Wins agreeing with you, Charlie, as well on, on, on the points made. Youngskin says, why are we so slow in doing business? <laughs> I think Arsenal are, we're on the verge of a record-breaking bid being made for a player before the window's even opened. So I don't really get the why are we so slow. We're literally about to make a record-breaking bid for a player before the window's even open. So I don't really get how we're so slow uh, in doing business at all. We signed Gabriel Jesus, our primary target, last summer before we played our, even our first friendly. Uh, we signed Fabio Vieira before we played our first friendly as well and then signed Zinchenko before the season started too. So I don't get the whole Arsenal being slow because it's just a big misconception and a bit of a myth to me um sticking with outgoings nicola pepe um discussions reports suggesting a potential contract termination i certainly put him down in my i did a whole thing about um where every player in the squad i think will be next and uh, what i think the next step for them is and i said that both pepe and cedric will be our last two investments as edu calls them to kind of move them on where do you sit on on this is this a an l for the club regarding moving pepe on for uh an investment that we might have to make in it i think pepe as a whole is an l you can't really say anything different bringing him in for 72 million mm. and then he he's essentially a flop and then and then we have to pay him out to 
terminate his contract is a very difficult one to think of. And I think I can see why Arsenal want to terminate his contract. It's only coming about if we're not able to kind of to to sell him on this summer. I Obviously, we think that he should go on, uh, especially with the possibility of Reese Nelson. I think it only seems like there's going to be an announcement to come with him, with his contract. And that's a massive plus for Arsenal. He's been fantastic for Arsenal this season. And I'm sure he he could actually have quite a big part to play for Arsenal next season with, with all the competitions that we're going to be in, pl- trying to play at a really high level. And Pepe's, I don't think Pepe's going to be able to do that. And he won't be able to come into the side at all, I don't think, with Trossard, Trossard pro- probably being a backup for Martinelli and Reese Nelson being a backup for Bakayo Saka. I know that we're linked with some some wingers or or attacking players, but even if we bring in a striker, that that would mean that Gabriel Jesus could go out onto the right, give Saka a rest, et cetera, et cetera. Pepe's not going to have any part to play in this team. And I think Arteta's said, uh, I think it's been reported, I can't remember who reported it, so take it with a pinch of salt, but he... He essentially has he has no role for part for Pepe in in the upcoming seasons, and I think that's fair enough. He he hasn't performed what we wanted him to, what we expected him to at all. Seventy two million essentially down the drain, isn't it? And yes, I know that he he might have performed every every so often, but at that amount of money, you would expect him to perform in week in week out, game in every single game, and. Obviously, this is only going to happen if we do, if we're not able to sell him on. But if we don't get any money for him and we have to pay more to terminate his contract, as you say, it is a it's an it's an L all round for Arsenal. I don't think that there's any other kind of discussion about it. If we have to pay more for Pepe, if he if if that's the only way that he's going to leave the club, I think. It's it's a very tough situation if Arsenal can't actually get him to leave, if there aren't any teams that are willing to buy him. I mean, I haven't actually looked. I probably should have, but I haven't seen how well Pepe's actually done at Nice. I thought when he's joined, he actually started to do okay, but he just seems... He's scored a few goals. I mean, I think he's got got eight... I'm just going to double-check. I think he got eight goals. Uh, He did. He got six in Liga, two in the Conference League, one assists uh, in 28 games. Like... He scored, but the problem with it is that he he suffered from a number of injury issues. He had a knee injury, and then I think he had uh, I think he maybe had an ankle issue or an Achilles issue uh, that cost him the end of his season as well. Um, and so he's not really played. He's played three games in the league since January fifteenth. Um, so it's a long time with very few games played. I th- his wages are, are a problem. He's earning over a hundred thousand pounds per week at Arsenal. Um, and I, you know, for, from my perspective, if Arsenal end up paying that, that coming to an agreement with Pepe to terminate his contract, uh, same with with Cedric. I only see that as as a benefit at the end of that. I don't see it as a as a as an L for Arsenal in terms of that decision. Of course, Pepe's whole transfer is a big L for Arsenal. They've invested a lot of money in a deal that's not worked. But in terms of the decision right now about how we move forward, I can't see who's going to come in and, and buy him. I can't see who's going to come in and pay 
the hundred thousand pound per week to 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 keep hold of him. I think from Arsenal's perspective, they just need a resolution to this, like they've needed resolutions. And let's be honest, you know, we've invested a lot into moving on Mustafi, Socrates, Abamyang. You know, we've allowed Lacazette to leave on a free. Bellerin to leave on a free, you know, we've we've moved on a lot of players and not got much for them. And where's that gotten us? Well, it's got us to a title race last season. It's got us back in the Champions League and it's got us uh, moving in the market for players like Rice, players like Caicedo, getting players onto good deals, renewing contracts for Saka, Martinelli, Gabriel, Ramsdale, you know, those decisions that we all, a lot of us, including myself at times, criticised at the end of the day, has got us moving forwards as a club, progressed us as a club, kept big players at the club and moving in the direction that we want to. So if we end up having to pay them off, I, I frankly don't care because <laughs> Arsenal have been doing some really good things. And I think that is linked to having to make some difficult decisions on Edu's part, like, you know, moving those players on. That said, we absolutely need to sell better. We need to get good fees for Balogun. We need to get good fees for Tierney. Um, you know, we've already started to get some some okay money from some other players in the past and and that. But yeah, I, I don't have any criticism of Arsenal if they end up just parting ways with with Pepe and Cedric off our back, you know? So yeah, that's where I stand. Um, that's kind of all of our topics that we had to discuss this morning. Uh, we'll be back, of course, next week regarding uh, anything that's happened over the course of the weekend. There'll be plenty of content to come for you, though, I'm sure. Charlie, thank you for your time, mate, as always. Thank you for having me. And once again, thank you to everyone watching on what for me is a fine day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's still not here, but uh, we'll keep our hopes up that that changes. Uh, thank you, everybody that's listened. I really appreciate your time. As always, uh, drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. We're continuing to bring you all the latest Arsenal news and views and transfer musings. Uh, from across the world of Arsenal. We've just gone over 75,000 subs. So thank you so much for that support. It'd be great if we can hit 80k by the end of the transfer. And that'd be pretty special. Thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Arsenal.